Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, April 26, 2020. Um, still in lockdown and uh, going crazy over here. Um, yeah, so uh, another week at home and I don't know, it's just... Um, it's just, uh, it's wearing, you know, um, it's, uh, basically like feelings are intense. My friend David sent me a note last night and he was saying, he's like, he's like very intense feelings throughout the family he was talking about. And I think that's a good description, just intense feelings everywhere, um, you know, just trying to keep my head up. If I didn't exercise every day, I, I don't know what I'd do. Um, that's kind of, I, I, it's kind of the only thing keeps me going is is the exercise. Um, still not reading, but um, my friend Daria uh, sent me a recommendation. Um, what's it called? The Dutch something, a book that came out last year, fiction. And I'm going to read it because I have not been in the mood to read any books and I feel like unsolicited direct recommendation from a friend is a good enough reason to start. And it's something I never would have thought to read on my own, not fiction, but just, a, you know, I generally have things I'm like, oh, I want to read that, read that. And I have kind of a list, but anyway, so I will get around to that. Hopefully I'll start reading again, except I'm not sure I want to order a book. Maybe I will, but maybe I'll like dig up an old Kindle and fire that up and read on a Kindle maybe. Um, but anyway, so let's see, another week of stuff. Uh, I wanted to note that I, I've had some mail fails lately, which is kind of annoying, and I learned that other people have too. So I ordered this Garcia People's tape from Beyond Beyond is Beyond, and um, it never arrived, even though they shipped it out like two days later, and um, it I think like it was supposed to arrive, and I emailed Bandcamp help, and they sent back a USPS tracking thing, which shows that it was indeed like sent out on the day that I got the notification, and it was apparently delivered three days later, and I I don't see it, and <laughs> this was like a month ago, and uh, who knows where it is, and it, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a tape, so it, it wouldn't have even been in an attractive package for a, you know, a thief who steals packages that are outside doors to take, um, so I don't know. Um, it maybe it's just a mail fail, and or maybe that was also when things were intense late late March before. I guess you could say we got everyone got normalized to our depressing new reality. But um, and then um, you know I still haven't gotten my re- replacement for my my Grateful Dead Dave's Picks CD, which came smashed in a million pieces. Um, I did get like an automatic email, or not automatic, but automated, but something like three weeks ago saying that from from the dead.net saying, you know, we haven't forgotten about your replacement order that needs to come. And I understand that like everything's gone haywire with all of this. And I think, you know, I think they send out all the replacements at once because they kind of make all the replacements at once. But anyway, so I'm just thinking like, oh, I've had like, I've ordered two really cool things in the past little while. And neither of them arrived <laughs> um, in like in a desired way. Uh, let's see. Work is going on. It's just um, it's, it's hard to work in this state. I think there's like heightened like um, 
just uh I don't know, people are like getting used to this new reality and um I think weird anxiety gets gets ratcheted up and um which I think is natural and from what I understand talking to other people this is kind of how it is everywhere. It's just like everyone just feels unnatural. That's a good way to put it. Everyone feels unnatural. Um, so there's that. And then like this weekend's been, I guess, okay. Um, but just, the weekends are stressful. Everything is stressful. So we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping with the nicer weather, you know, that kind of brightens brightens everyone's moods. But I will say that I think, I think, our American society and our New York City society in particular will be locked down for a very long time. Um, even with this whole easing of like, you know, reop- gradual reopening of society, I just very much think it's going to take a long time. And I think um, that many people will still work from home, which I think is as it should be because, um, you know, until. Until every until like we successfully vaccinate, if that happens, which it probably will, um, you know, we're we're this this whole situation is in flux. It's open and it's like open ended and it's not closed. And so, you know, is it worth it for digital media people to commute via packed trains into Midtown? Who knows? Probably not. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how how business reacts to this. Um, obviously, places of business like stores and restaurants and bars are going to try to open as soon as possible, and I don't blame them. And I will try and support them in whatever way seems seems feasible, um, safety wise. But yeah, it's just like um, you know, if you were going to to an office and to an open floor plan, like. To, is that going to open up in this first or second stage? I doubt it. Well, I know it's not because that's they've already outlined the stages. But, but yeah. Anyway, it's been um been a long time since I've been on the subway or in a car. And I guess yeah, I haven't been out of walking or running distance in in seven weeks. The last time I rode the subway was Monday, March 9th. No, I didn't even. I walked that day. I avoided the subway. Um. I think it was Thursday, March 5th was the last time I rode the subway. And that's the last time I went to work, to the office. Um, So yeah, let's see. Well, turning to um, family in Ohio, dad is still in the nursing home. Um, My mom still drives every day that it's not raining. She drives every day and parks outside his window and like calls him on the iPhone and a nurse sort of facilitates the phone call on the inside and... Yeah, so that's kind of both inspiring and depressing to hear about every night when we call my mom. Um, you know, like my dad's in this home, and I last really talked to him um, when my mom was last in the allowed in the nursing home, which was like over a month ago now. Because I haven't been able to, I haven't done any of this. I guess I could figure it out, but. The staff doesn't really know me, and they they see my mom outside the window, so that's when they know how to call and etc. And my dad's dementia is getting on, so it's like, would he even be able to make sense of like it being me on the phone? I mean, he still knows me and remembers me and everything, but it's just like, I think it, it, would, it might be a lot to process. So who knows? And um, yeah, I wonder if have I, have I spoken to him for the last time? 
Um, so anyway, this morning I went running as I do every morning, and I was it was gray and uh, was running through Brooklyn Bridge Park, listening to Rick Webb's Webb Chatham report, and it was um, very mo- moving because his dad passed away last week um, in Fairbanks, Alaska, and Rick is in North Carolina, so. Um, not only is it sad that his um, his dad passed away, but also he talks about, well, they weighed the pros and cons of him flying up there for it. And it was like the pros were greatly outweighed by the cons when you take into effect, take into account um, quarantine and this and that. And, you know, you can't, it's not like you can even really touch, literally touch family once you get there for two weeks and then he's going to be away from his, his daughter. And I'm thinking like, yeah, this you know if this happens to us um will i even go to cincinnati or i mean i don't know i i literally have no idea what i would do maybe it's a situation where i would go stay in a hotel and just literally not get near anyone and then just come back i don't know or maybe well who knows it's it's morbid to think about um so anyway now that's that's the home update um giving you the update on just on what people are doing outside, you know, I'm only ever really outside in the window between six and seven thirty a.m. because that's when I run. Um, except for the once every week or two that I actually go to a store. But um, I would say in the past week, I'm now seeing more masks early morning at like six thirty a.m. out in Brooklyn Bridge Park, which is you know wide open, especially at that at that time, and um, you can successfully very successfully socially distanced, unlike the pictures of crowded parks you see like on online. And I'm seeing more and more masks um, in the morning. And I think for a while, including me, people that were out that early were of the of the opinion that like, oh, we're being smart about this. We're we're avoiding, you know, busy time of day. We're going out this early and we're running and we're running in an uncrowded place. So we have the quote unquote like it's okay, right? We have it's okay for us to not wear a mask. And I do still get that train of thought, but Overall, like I think at this point, it's just a thing where you're like, you know what, this is happening in society at all times of day, and it's uh, just just wear the mask. Um, and for me, being just a like an anxious person to begin with, I don't even want people to see me without a mask and start to like think about me, and I don't want to start thinking that people are thinking about me. So for me, it actually puts me at ease to just wear the mask, and. Somehow it's like gotten easier to run with a mask. I think my pace has slowed. I know it has actually because I can track it. It's slowed a little bit, but that's totally fine. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with running, breathing through this bandana. But, um, but yeah, I, it, and now like, you know, when you seek this sense of normalcy, I can't wait to, I can't wait to just go for a run in the city without a mask. And that, that'll seem like winning the lottery. Um, but, I've been getting up even earlier. Now I just wake up at five and I kind of slowly wake up and I stretch and I putter about and um, I'm out the door at six usually. And if I somehow sleep in or it takes me a while, if I'm if I'm like still in the park by 7.15 or so, it's way more crowded and it just makes me uncomfortable. So yeah, I've been getting out very early, but it's kind of funny, like out on like I, I go down there and I run pier six, pier five, pier three, pier two, there's no pier four. And pier one is difficult to run because there's no easy way to get into one side of it. So you run the risk of like going into a small path and running into someone. So I, I skip pier one. I like I run 
alongside it, but I actually don't go out into it. And um, and I've it, I, I I run every day, um, and I run there most days. Sometimes I go to Red Hook, but um, I've started to recognize like close to close to fifty percent of the people that I see at six thirty in the morning, like. I recognize them, like I just see the same people every day, and it's it's kind of um, I guess to be expected. But and there aren't that many people, so you can I guess subconsciously keep track of the faces you you see. But I wonder if this is all over. It's like I'll I'll, I'll take those faces with me, you know, or if I ever see them out in like a different time of day, it'll kind of weird me out. But yeah, I see I see the same people. Um, so. That's just kind of like a funny, funny thing. Um, but yeah, if, if there's like for a personal like silver lining for all this, it's just that like I've gotten to be a much better runner. I run four miles a day now, as opposed to the old two. I would run two miles and just huff and puff, and now I'm running four miles, feeling great, and that's with a freaking mask on. So um, I am excited about this whole exercise thing. And yeah, like I've been saying, I've been, you know. Sh- Getting rid of some pounds too, and my whole body feels better. So, so that's nice. Um, but anyway, that's life. Um, let me let's move on to some media stuff. Um, let's see. Well, um, let's see. Audio wise, I listened to some stuff. I listened last week. I forgot to talk about it. But Walter Martin, um, his song "Quarantine Boogie," which he wrote in quarantine, and the lyrics are about quarantine, and it's really funny. Um, has a uh, Matt Berninger doing a one-word backing vocal in the chorus, and Stuart Bogie on clarinet, and it's really good. So Walt's new song is good. Um, Nelson Patton, which is a trombone and drums duo, uh, featuring Dave Nelson and um, on trombone and Marlon Patton on drums. They also are the backing band for the artist Lonnie Hawley, if you've ever heard of him. But Nelson Patton. Dave is a trombonist that's played on several records of mine, like uh, Taka Taka and uh, Gabriel and the Hounds. And he's played with Taka, and he's played. With, I've played with him in the National too, because he's like the Ben Lands backup when Ben can't make it. And Dave is awesome, and he's actually now in Beirut, um, who are obviously not a very active band, but Dave's Dave's a member. Um, I also listened to another trombone drums duo uh, with other friends, and this is with Ben Lance called Million Lands, L-A-N-D-S. And it's Ben and Kid Millions, the drummer, the great drummer, and released by Ernest Jenning, Pete's label, uh, Taka's label, my my fam- my friend and family friend and uh, neighborhood comrade in arms, Pete, uh, released this record and is excellent. It's like 30 minutes of what I called quiet freaking. It's just weird avant-garde and it's mesmerizing. It's great. So that's Million Lands. The album is called The Ochre World. Um, oh, the Nelson Patton album is called Last Year's Sunlight. Uh, let's see. I listened to the new Rolling Stone single, Living in a Ghost Town, which is not bad at all. It's like a good little song that's just missing a catchier chorus, which is the problem, I think, with really good good artists that like kind of keep going and they run out of like inspirational gas and it's like they're missing the knockout hook. But the song is like recorded well. Charlie Watts' drums are fantastic. They're just perfect. They're recorded perfectly. And um, yeah, you really just hear that Charlie Watts Gretsch kit. Um, so that was a pretty good song. Um, still listening to Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona, Fiona Apple. It's amazing, obviously. I'm sure I don't have to tell you because it feels I feel like everyone thinks that. Um, let's see. 
oh, my friend Rick was talking about Stumble Into the Light, which is our Garden of the Ark album that came out. And I, um, yeah, I wanted to say it because I don't think I talked about the recording too much, but we actually did not record it in quarantine. It's been around for a while. Um, the guitars and vocals were kind of done in apartments and the mixing and guitars were finished up recently, but um, we recorded the basics all in two days in um, Seaside Lounge in the summer of 2018, which is a studio in Park Slope that I've recorded many albums at, and I love the place and the owner, Charles Burst. And um, I'm very proud to say that I recorded all of my drum songs, all my drum parts on in one day, um, which is kind of fun and cool. I've I've spent times in that studio where it's taken two days to get one drum, one song down, and this time to go in there and um, just knock out like eight songs in a day felt really gratifying. That's, but that's what happens when you you know think ahead and rehearse well before a studio session. That's how it's supposed to go. Um, let's see. And my um, old Taka bandmate and friend and neighbor Gabe Levine and I are starting to like try and do some demos here in quarantine. He's sending me stuff. I guess I'll just record stuff on an iPhone because I have no mics and anything. But um, that's exciting to do because Gabe is. Um, person I've played the most music with ever and I think he's a brilliant songwriter and I love playing with him so hopefully there'll be some stuff we'll make out of this and uh, I just got a text this morning from Gavin Tabone in Austin down at the Barton Hills uh, Elementary School and he wants to do another dead remotely recorded dead song with his school choir so looks like this week I'll record uh, Cumberland Blues at some point and I'll, I'll just email him the file and he'll take it from there uh, let's see also watched Friday night the uh, Grateful Dead's Friday night streams, which was an unreleased video this week. It was the Buckeye Lake show from June eleventh, nineteen ninety three, which I was in attendance at with my friends Joe Zawatsky and Chad Palipson, and that was uh, a great show to be at. It was a pretty, pretty great show um, just to listen to, which I listened to a few times this week, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a pretty good show." Um, so that was fun to watch. Uh, it's kind of it's funny to remember the old effects because it's just the jumbotron footage that they would show at the at the show. But I forgot some of the really cheesy effects. They had like a heart every once in a while. They do a heart around like Jerry, um, and they had this weird floating wristwatch, which kind of looks like an Apple Watch. It's kind of a we- weird, um, but that became memeified rather quickly on dead Twitter. Um, but that was fun to watch. It's fun to like have a few drinks and just watch that. I also watched Wussy's Friday night live stream when it was Chuck and Lisa from the great Cincinnati band Wussy. And it was so much fun to watch because they're great and they're funny and it's easygoing and it's just like, it was awesome. I could just, it felt like we were in the back of like, um, oh, what's that awesome coffee shop? Sidewinder in on Hamilton Avenue, Northside in Cincinnati, which is, I know the neighborhood they live in and I've run into them there in Northside. Anyway, um, that's it. I guess the other news this week, I don't. I think it's going to run out soon. I have to do that editing that I'm always trying to avoid. But I um, uh, ordered another brewer, beer delivery from Three's Brewing this week. I got four-pack of Constant Disappointment, which is one of their IPAs, and it's delicious, excellent. And um, I got two four-packs of Heady Topper by The Alchemist, which is the beloved Vermont beer that never before this week had been sold in to-go cans in New York State. Um, I don't know why, if that was like a thing, they just never went through the distribution or didn't want to do it. But now, of course, every brewery is trying to sell its beers as widely as possible. And they sold out in an hour, but I happened to catch their tweet or their Instagram story or something right when they put it in the store. And I immediately 
went and like placed my order, and it's really <laughs> been great to have Heady Topper in the house because that is one excellent beer. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a gloomy Sunday. It is my younger niece's 10th birthday and I love her so much and I'm very excited to go celebrate her birthday later upstairs. Um, you know, as you know, we're all, the family lives in one house, so we're all quarantined together, which has been nice. Um, so we'll go celebrate her birthday and then it's another work week and then it's going to be another weekend and then another week after that. And we're going to do this forever, I guess. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, oh, and I've been like talking to people as everyone else has done on the phone and Zoom and stuff. And that's really nice, isn't it? Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Feel free to call me or FaceTime or whatever if you want, um, or just send a note. Um, cause it's nice to communicate with people in these times anyway. All right. From the basement, from the boomy echoey basement, um, here in Carroll Gardens. This has been Conrad Life Report, episode 43. Oh, I ran out of time. Maybe next week. I wrote this down. Next week, I'll, I'll remind myself. I wanted to talk about the great album Miss America by um, Mary Margaret O'Hara, which has long been one of my favorite albums. And, um, and I was going to talk more about the book Fifth Business by Robertson Davies. I'll do that next week. Um, because I can't imagine I'll be doing, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen every week? I was going to say, I can't imagine I'm going to be reading a book this week, so I might as well talk about Fifth Business. Um, but then again, my friend Daria did recommend that one book, Touch Something, so I'll go read that. I'll read both of them. Um, all right, that's enough. Um, at the, as, as Updike wrote at the end of Rabbit at Rest, enough. Um, episode 43, April 26, 2020. Please take care.